0: Welcome to the WCI 3 in 1 pod. Brett Barron's here in our Channel 3 studios in Champaign. Bryce Beeman in Lincoln, Nebraska, after Illinois walks away with a 76 to 50 win. A convincing win for the Illini, who now have won back to back games for the first time since late November, exactly six weeks to the day. Pretty crazy. It has been that long for this program, but they looked pretty good overall. Things considered to walk out of Pinnacle Bank Arena with a 26-point victory. Long day for Bryce, making the trip there. But Bryce, you saw a win, and Illinois did it convincingly, ending the game on a 13-0 run. Let's start with that second half, because Nebraska made a little run there. It got interesting, but I thought it was Illinois' resiliency that stuck out to me at the end there to, to do what a team like Illinois is supposed to do against a team like Nebraska.
1: You know, I think that's something that you can tell has changed when they had that little stint there where they weren't playing well. I felt like they were letting teams come back in a game at second half. I've noticed a lot of times they come out a little bit sluggish after halftime. You'll see a team start to kind of come on a run after halftime for, uh, against Illinois a lot of their games. But I think that just kind of shows, you know, Brad has been talking about this fight that he wants in this team. And, you know, there are guys diving on the floor you know, that kind of effort given. And I think that's kind of showing a little bit more, especially in the last two games that they have had a little bit more heart and fight in them to not let teams come back. Whereas like I felt like, you know, in that little holiday stint there, you know, they were just kind of like letting kind of rolling over and just letting teams whenever they started to kind of come back against them, just letting it happen almost like didn't really have that much of a fight to them, I felt like. And I mean, again, that's what, something Brad's been preaching. And I, I think it's just a different, it's a complete 180 from what we saw for about four games there and kind of back to what we saw when they were playing UCLA and, and Texas and getting those big wins. And I, I think it's, it, but I almost think it's, they're playing better than that. I, I felt like they were a little sloppy at the beginning of the year, which as you, you should be when you're. You know, starting off with the team, but I feel like it's they're having a very clean offense. They're they're moving the ball really well. It's real quick pace, but they're very controlled. And I felt like that was a word that we have not used with Illinois and their offense yet. Is but I feel like they're very controlled, and they are they have a plan when they are on the attack.
0: No doubt about that. The offense flowed a lot better tonight, and you're a testament to that. It wasn't pretty early though. Both offenses really struggled to get going. Yeah. With 18-17 left in the game, it was just a five-point game at 34-29 in the second half. It balloons up to 20. It gets all the way back down to 10, and then Illinois just lays the hammer from there, finishing the game on a 17-1 to run, which is pretty remarkable that Nebraska only scores one more point after the 6-20 mark on a free throw. Nebraska's last point with 4-43 left in the game, and so... Illinois really closed it out and did what a good team does, and that's uh, win in convincing fashion. No points the last four forty-three for Nebraska on the court. Illinois led by Terrence Shannon Jr., showing once again what he is capable of getting out of those holiday blues. I like how you said that, Bryce. Like the holiday, <laughs> you know. In, in Europe, they always say right, like you go on a holiday. Felt like Illinois went on a holiday. Yeah, uh, in the month of December <laughs> after the Texas game to get to this point where they are now and and back-to-back good showings here TSJ 25 points 11 rebounds five guys in double figures and all and that's what stands out to me is that balanced offense 12 for Coleman Hawkins 11 for Jaden Epps 10 for Matthew Meyer 10 for RJ Melendez what was your impression of just how they were able to distribute the ball tonight and really get in a flow offensively
1: yeah I I think that's I can't get over how good their passing has gotten to me. That that's something that's really been standing out to me is how quickly they're moving the ball. You know, someone will be out on the wing and then they'll throw it down low to Dane. Dane will pop it back out uh, to the top and then they'll pop it back out to the wing, back to Dane, back to, you know, and, and they're moving it so quick. Maybe they'll throw it across. Sometimes it's risky, but you know, and they're finding the open player, but they're moving it so quickly that it, it brings up in someone that you know a defender that was you know slow moving or whatever from the ball movement and it's giving them these open shots so I think that's just the biggest takeaway that I've noticed is that they're moving the ball so well so they're able to find more open shots and they're you know they're catching defenders still moving from the ball movement and I, I think that's my biggest thing that I've noticed from this offense and they're not turning it over as much I um they only ha- they had 11 still today but like they were in almost the 20s at the beginning of the year. And so I think that they're cutting down their turnovers as well, which is better passes and just movement. And another thing I've noticed is the ball screens and they've done a lot of pick and rolls. And I thought that's been working really well. They did a lot of that in Wisconsin. I remember specifically putting that in a couple of my highlights uh, when they played Wisconsin and they do a lot of those and it's just catching defenders sleeping. And I think that's kind of something that they've been kind of doing here and I think it's working for them really well and they have a nice little balance of just finding anyone open and it shows you know like you said five guys in double digits they're just finding whoever's open and finding that open shot and rather than forcing it to you know Terrence or forcing it to someone down low or whatever and it's just I think it's working for them
0: yeah they switch offenses after those holiday blues and and I thought the post you made on Twitter uh, talking with Brad about uh, a lot of new faces to the program. They had to play for each other. And Brad's comments were pretty telling to me about the struggles that they had and, and him fighting for that culture, him fighting for that cohesiveness. And the offense has been a whole lot more cohesive here uh, the last couple of games, which has been a positive for this program and this team. But they've been battling a lot. They've been fighting a lot, you know. Eight newcomers is a lot to handle, and and it was going to take some time. What did you make of Brad's comments there specifically about him opening up? We haven't really like heard him say that very often, that just going into some detail, and, and he didn't like specifically call out what's been going on inside the program, but I, I thought it was eye-opening what he said there, Bryce.
1: Yeah, I agree. And just him talking about just how they are playing for each other, I think he was – you know, a few games back, even, um, before Northwestern, he was like wanting his team to be, you know, how they say every get everyday guys. Um, and he was like, you know, he basically said like, they're not doing that right now. And, you know, he kept referring back to, you know, Trent Frazier, you know, and and that group and just how they always played for each other. And, you know, he hasn't brought any of that group up lately. He, you know, he's talking about this group now. And I think that, um, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting when he was talking about that because I think that he's just – I feel like his type of play is just really gritty guys that, like, want to work hard and be in your face and defense. And I feel like – because he loves Sincere Harris, and that's how Sincere plays. And so I feel like that's kind of his style is just, like, going hard and playing for one another. And, you know, it's hard to do that when you have eight, nine new faces coming into a program. You don't know the person next to you. You just met this guy. Um and it's just kind of hard to build that chemistry. And also post game, Terrence was talking about just how they've just done a lot of talking and just kind of hanging out. And so and Brad also said in the post game, he's like, we've had a lot of practices just to kind of work and like kind of team build. I guess they had a team building at one point as well lately. So they didn't really go into what their team building was, but they've had team building exercises. So. You know, I, I, and I think it's been working, whatever they've done the last two games, you can tell that they do have a little bit more of like a team chemistry going and, you know, they're cheering for one another when someone scores, you know, they're excited for their team and you can just tell there's a little bit of a different, you know, I want to say vibe, (laughs) a different vibe to the team.
0: No, I think it is. There's a different energy around this group. Yeah. Say with the new year that I think is, is positive to see that, you know, they are starting to gel together and, Who knew how long it was going to take? And, you know, we saw the ups and downs of that. And even in a loss in Virginia and Vegas, like they still seem to play pretty well together. And when you're making shots, it helps. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Certainly, if Coleman's going to hit six threes in a game against Wisconsin, you're probably going to win the game or be in a position to win the game. They didn't necessarily make a, a ton of shots today. I mean, Shannon goes off, you know, 10 of 17, but Illinois still shot 29 threes and only made eight of them. You know, it's not like they were, uh, you know, just scorching the rim. I The one thing I did really like, though, Bryce, is that Terrence got downhill. When he gets to the rim and makes two-point field goals, like, he is so dynamic and puts so much stress on the defense, and I thought he did that in the first half really, really well. 17 points in that opening 20 minutes for Terrence, and... Just his ability to get to the rim, I feel that like completely changes this team for what he's able to do and, and bring to that.
1: Yeah, I agree. When I was um looking back at the highlights uh, to send to you for the show, I that I, I was like – or a bunch of what I was looking at. I was like, oh, Terrence driving again. Terrence driving again. I was like, sorry, it's the same thing. But that's what – you know, he had 17 points in the first half. That's kind of what happened in the first half is Terrence Shannon – driving to the basket and he's so hard to stop but what's kind of neat with him he was only two for seven from the three which is just okay but you know he can shoot as well so that's what's kind of a threat with him he's kind of a dual threat with that he could drive and so you don't really know how to play him I feel like you know if you leave him too open he can shoot or but you don't want him driving at the same time so you know but it's he's so hard to stop when he goes because he's strong but quick at the same time so I feel like it's difficult to stop him when he's got his nose going to the basket
0: yeah and the part that also stuck out to me yes you're gonna have a guy like Terrence and you know we saw this with Iowa a lot he can still get 25 but they're balanced the rest of the way around too it's not like mm-hmm. you had 25 15 and then nothing else you know what I mean or, or just yeah. single-digit guys and to me that just says that the offense is moving that you you've got mm-hmm. guys in in different positions and and lots of contributors around there, and like we had mentioned, they're they're passing the ball. Fourteen of their twenty eight field goals had assists today, and yeah, um, you're going to have some of those hockey pass from Coleman Hawkins that just drive you nuts. But it, you know, <laughs> overall, uh, I, I feel, excuse me, overall, I feel like if if you're going to go on the road and only commit eleven turnovers, uh, you're doing pretty good, and I, I think that was a big reason for that success today. What would you make R.J. Melendez? Four of nine, a little bit of a breakout for him. He's continued to shoot Bryce, which I think is a positive. Plays 23 minutes, scores 10 points. But he has really struggled uh, since hurting his shoulder. I thought he looked as confident tonight as he has looked in a long time. What would you make of what he was able to do tonight?
1: Yeah, you know, I thought he had a good game. He didn't do as much in the first. I don't think he got as many minutes in the first. Um, as he did in the second half, but he really started popping off in the second half. Um, but I actually have a funny story about that actually. Cause, uh, yeah. he got a kind of a weak foul against him. Yeah. And so Brad was taking him out and Coleman was like, no, no. It was like biting Brad on it. And Brad's like, I got it. Uh, like, like in the middle of the court doing this and they ended up taking RJ out. But I feel like Coleman knew that he was like having a hot hand or just having a good day today. Cause he was like, no, don't take him out. Like about RJ. And that was in the first half. But, um, yeah, you know, I feel like sometimes he can be pretty wishy-washy, though. I'm not going to lie. You know, sometimes he's – to me, he's super inconsistent. I feel like some days we'll see, you know, an RJ that's just super hot and kind of, like, all over the place defense-wise. And then some days, you know, he doesn't maybe do as much. So, I, I thought today he had a good game. Um, he's got a – yeah, I, I don't know. I, I To me, he's kind of inconsistent. But I – you know, he, he did have a good game today. So when he's good, he's good, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, he was three for 23 the previous one, two, three, four, five games from the field. Had only scored 11 points in those five games, including two overs. And today has 10 points, goes four for nine from the field. So, uh, you know, I'll consider that a breakout because yeah. of what he's been able to do, you know, in totally. the last month. And, and that shoulder had to play a part into it. Uh, you know, he's he's trying to work back from that. And, you know, that's that's a really positive yeah. step. Illinois needs RJ Melendez to play well for them to hit where they need to be and and, and ultimately hit their ceiling. Uh Matt Meyer, two for ten, not the strongest game from him. His, his only two makes were threes, but I felt like he he did take some hero shots, which he's prone to do. Uh I did see him contribute with four rebounds, a couple assists. Uh, You know, he seemed like he tried to play within himself a little bit. I feel like he always fights that, like trying to play uh, something that he's not. But the guy who I was really impressed with, and it's not necessarily the points because he only had four, but Dane Danger with seven rebounds, and I just thought he was really active defensively. Only played 16 minutes because he had some foul trouble with four and got two in the first half that really limited him there. Uh Dane was only able to play eight minutes in that first half. but uh, his defensive prowess is is really something to watch
1: I, I I wanted to get a tweet off during the game, and I couldn't get it. Um, but I wanted to tweet about Dane Danger because he was I thought he was super impressive underneath the basket. There was a couple times, and um he didn't get a foul, and he had, he was kind of like, i don't I don't even know, but he defended the boards and defended that basket so well underneath in my opinion because he, he was just like I I'm, wish I could explain like this vision I have in my head of what was going on the one time that I was like dang that's some good defense and he didn't foul and just kept the guy in front and like the guy couldn't get a shot off and um and besides his rebounds I just thought he made it very hard for them to get shots off in the post and that's something Nebraska likes to do and so I think and so it kind of forced them to have to shoot from farther away and Nebraska is a bigger team to like be down on the boards and play that kind of game. And I think Dane made that difficult for them. There were a couple blocks as well, a couple um, throughout the game, which I thought was pretty fun. Dane had three of them. So, I mean, I I thought he played very well. I'm waiting for him to start scoring a little bit more, but um, I think it could come. But right now I thought his defense was very good and I thought he was um played really well but also someone who also I also thought played well defensively was Ty Rodgers, um because he hasn't really we haven't seen much of him he's just kind of kind of been there kind of gets in plays a few minutes he only gets like four points he only got four points again today but I thought his defense was pretty good and he had several re- several rebounds as well he had seven one of the highest on the team and um I mean, he was diving on the court at one point and Brad was like all smiles and like gave him a big high five and everything. And so I thought that was, um, I thought he had a good game and I, I feel like we hadn't seen a lot from him yet. And I felt like this was kind of a breakout game for him a little bit, even though he didn't score too much.
0: Yeah, and look, they don't need Dane Danger or Ty Rogers to score yeah. a bunch. If they do, that's yeah. great, but they just need their rebounding. They need their defense and they need their energy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that, yeah. Uh, those guys have really, really provided. The blocks are huge. Uh, mm-hmm. Illinois coming into this game was seventh in the country in blocks, averaging 5.9 per game. They put up seven tonight. And uh, that's been a huge part of that defense, watching Dane in that drop coverage. He, he does a fantastic job, uh, really setting the tone at the rim for Illinois defensively. And and uh, I, I guess all those workouts against Kofi is paying off hmm. for Dane because yeah, uh, he's, he is a big key to that defense. All right, Bryce, Illinois now 11 and five overall, two and three in the Big Ten, uh, fighting back to that 500 after, uh you know, that tough start at 0 and 3 in Big Ten play for the Illini. And it doesn't get much bigger than Friday night, eight o'clock, orange out at State Farm Center with Michigan State in town. The Spartans beating tonight. Wisconsin in Madison to stay in first place in the Big Ten. So Illinois is going to get a chance to go against the Big Ten leader on a Friday night at 8 o'clock. State Farm Center is going to be rocking. It's going to be a great atmosphere and we'll see what they're made of. Uh, Another step in the, uh, another opportunity I should say to take a big step forward in Big Ten play after digging that early hole. How do you feel about this team and and the biggest game yet in the big 10 for this program going into Friday night.
1: You know, I think it's going to be a good game if they are playing like they did the last two games. I think that they can compete with majority of teams. Um, But it's just, you know, if they continue to play like how they are playing and obviously not revert back to their little holiday slump there, the holiday blues, (laughs) but, um, but I, I think they can compete. I think it's a toss up. Um, obviously Michigan State's on a roll right now so it's going to be a tough game I'm I'm not saying I, I don't know who I think would necessarily win this but you do have the advantage at home obviously um with that but you know I think it's a toss-up of a game but I think it's going to be a good game I think it's going to be close come down to you know three points or so is my prediction but I, I think they can compete so I think it's going to be a game that it's going to be a neck and neck in my opinion that's as long as, yeah, that's that's what I think about that <laughs> Sorry, kind of
0: rambling. No, the home crowd will be juice for it. I know that yeah. much. And and we'll see if Illinois can come out and once again build upon what they have done here uh, the last week and a half. All right, Bryce, we've got all your coverage on our website, wcia.com slash sports. Watch Brad Underwood's full postgame press conference, your postgame report courtside live from Lincoln and Pinnacle Bank Arena highlights there as well. Get some rest. Long drive, long day for you today. What a little fun bit day. of a
1: long day. Two coffees. Uh, we're, we're good. I two coffees. I'm I'm fine. Still still going.
0: All right. We'll get back to me uh tomorrow <laughs> on that long drive back from Lincoln. I've done it too many times to uh, that I'd like to remember or count. So uh, enjoy that drive back. We will talk to you again here on the Three in One podcast Friday night after Illinois and Michigan State. Thanks so much for listening.